الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدينهم سبولنا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم If you look at the statements of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we often take them at face value but there's often multiple layers of meaning behind them and sometimes we hear a hadith and we'll interpret it or we'll hear it interpreted one particular way and then we'll hook on to that interpretation but we won't look even deeper beyond that to see is there, is there perhaps more meaning behind this. And this isn't every statement of the Prophet ﷺ. Every statement that he makes, there is more to it. He could say three words, two words, right? He could say two words, ad-dinu an-nasihatu. It's a statement of the Prophet ﷺ. And there are chapters written on these two words. How many lessons can be taken from this? How many rulings can be taken from this? What are the different perspectives you know, that can be taken from this? What are the hundred different ways that a person can benefit from these two words? This is what's very unique about the Prophet This is what's unique about the Prophet's speech. So one hadith of the Prophet is very unique. And it's one that we've probably heard. He said, Raka'ata al-fajri, raka'ata al-fajri, khayrun min dunya wa ma fiha. That the two raka'ah of fajr prayer, the two raka'ah of fajr prayer is better than the world and whatever it contains. We may have heard this hadith. The two raka'ah that comes before the fajr prayer, the two raka'ah sunnah before the fajr prayer is khayrun min dunya wa ma fiha is better than this world and whatever is contained within this world. Now, when we hear this hadith, we think, okay, well, this, there's tremendous value to praying these two raka'ah. Wow, there's a tremendous amount of reward associated with this huraka'ah. There may be some legal derivations that can come from this. But when you begin to think about it, you wonder, okay, so praying two raka'ah sunnah before the fajr prayer is better than the world and whatever it contains, we know that's a tremendous reward. Or that value is beyond our imagination. Think about it, right? How big is this world? How big is this universe? And think about everything that's contained within this universe. Think about all the details, all the people, all the animals, all the atoms, all the molecules that are contained within this universe. And the Prophet is saying that the two raka'ah before the Fajr prayer is more valuable, more valuable to us than anything that we can find within this world. Two raka'ah before the Fajr prayer. So then that should begin to make us think, okay, why the two raka'ah before the Fajr prayer? Why not the four raka'ah before the dhuhr prayer? Or the two raka'ah of sunnah before the dhuhr prayer? Why not the two raka'ah of sunnah after maghrib prayer? Why isn't it that the two raka'ah after maghrib prayer is more valuable to Allah or to the Prophet than the world and whatever it contains? Right? Why is this special assignment given to these two raka'ah? Okay, let's think further. The sunnah is a sunnah. We know that the two raka'ah before Fajr prayer is sunnah, and legally some scholars put it to the degree of wajib because it's such an important emphasized sunnah. But it's not a fard. Why isn't this reward, why isn't this value given to the two raka'ah of Fajr prayer that we perform as a fard? Why isn't it given to the four raka'ah of Asr prayer that we perform as a fard? And we know that a fard is you have to pray. There's no option. There's no, you know, you can't get away with that. With missing a fard prayer, fard is fard, and that value in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very weighty.
But why isn't that given to another fard prayer in the day? Why is it given to a sunnah prayer that's performed in the morning? Why is that value, that reward, that attachment given to two rak'ah of sunnah prayer before fajr prayer? Let's take a step back. If you were to look at the, the world, look at people in the world, and every single day we wake up and we begin to pursue something. And for the vast majority of the world, the vast majority of human beings, even ourselves, our pursuit is the dunya. Right? Our pursuit is the dunya. Look around. People wake up in the morning. What are they doing? They're getting ready to go to school. They go to school for what purpose? To attain the dunya. Right? You wake up in the morning. You go to work. Why are you going to work? So you can attain, get wealth. The wealth is part of this world. It's dunya. You wake up in the morning. You try to gain attention from people. Right? Because you want attention of others. That's dunya. You wake up in the morning. You decide to, you want to pursue power. You want to pursue some sort of reputation. You want to pursue, you want to uh, take over some space. You want to acquire some property. You want to get some stocks. You want to, uh, you want to study. You want to go meet someone. It's all dunya. Everything that we pursue, everything that every human being pursues is dunya. If you look at it, whichever angle you look at it from. And now look at our routine in the morning when we first wake up. We wake up in the morning, and for those of us that strive and are trying to pray, the first thing that we do is we go and we make wudu in the bathroom. We wake up in the morning, make wudu. We make wudu, we come out of the bathroom, and the first thing that we do is we perform the Turaqa Fajr prayer. Right? Most of us are not consistent in tahajjud. And if we wake up for the Fajr, if we wake up in time for Fajr, what do we do? We pray the Turaqa. And for most of us, we don't brush our teeth, change our clothes, take a shower, and then get out and pray our Fajr, two rak'ah Fajr prayer. We don't, you know, have breakfast, you know, wake up everybody in the house, have a nice meal together, and then say, let's pray the two rak'ah Fajr prayer. It doesn't work that way. We wake up, and the first thing that we do is we pray the Fajr. Even for people that pray Fajr in the masjid, most people that pray Fajr in the masjid pray the two rak'ah Fajr prayer at home before even stepping out of their own house. And so the Prophet wasallam saying, that the two rak'ah of Fajr prayer that you perform is better than the world and whatever it contains. Meaning, the first deed that you perform, the first action that you perform every single morning, khayrun min dunya wa ma fiha, is better than the world and whatever it contains. In other words, in other words, once you've prayed your two rak'ah of Fajr sunnah prayer, you've already taken over the world. There's nothing left for you to pursue. There's nothing left for you to pursue. You can sit and say your salam and think, wow, I, whatever I, what I just did for these last two or three minutes or four minutes, what I just did, I took over the world. And whatever I could have gotten from this world, I've already gotten it. Now what happens? We usually then go with the rest of our day. We then try to do well in school. We then try to pursue you know, our studies. We then try to earn a living. And then we then try to, you know, we, 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 we try to acquire dunya in its physical sense, wealth, you know, stocks, work, studies, etc. Or dunya in its abstract sense. Meaning we then try to take uh, various, you could say, we want attention. So then we seek attention. We want power. We want fame. We want reputation. These are all abstract forms of really what dunya is. But the Prophet is saying is that, look, once you've performed your turaqah of fajr prayer, the sunnah, you're done. You've already taken over. Whatever you could then pursue later in the day, it doesn't even matter. 
say alhamdulillah, you've already gotten the dunya. What's there left for you to pursue? What are you chasing after? What are you chasing after? You're chasing after a new job? You're chasing after work? You're chasing after money? You already have every, you have the whole world. It's at your, it's at your finger. It's yours. It's now yours. What are you looking for? You're looking for attention? You've just attracted the attention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who created this whole world. And as a result, he's given you this whole world from praying two rakah. And so yet, now what? You're going to go attract the attention of some other person, your boss, your co-worker, your professor, your, your friends, you know, someone online, someone on, your, on, on Facebook? That's what you're going to pursue? You've already attracted the attention of Allah. خَيْرٌ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا وَمَا فِيهَا There's nothing left for you to pursue. What, what else are you going to try to attain? So now this applies in particular to dunya. I mean, when we look at our own lives and we see how, um, how much attention and how much passion with which we, we try to attain the dunya. Look at the effort that we put in. Look at the time that we put in. Look how much of our mind we dedicate to trying to acquire dunya. How many hours of the day are spent in trying to achieve something from this world? So in particular, it applies for that. And so for us, those of us that are in that situation, we can rest assured, pray our two and say, you know what, alhamdulillah, I've already gotten everything I need for the day. Whatever else I get, it's optional. It's secondary. Maybe it's a bonus. Maybe it doesn't even mean anything. I've already conquered the dunya. What's left for me? So this applies for people that are striving in dunya. This also applies for those of us that are striving in deen. You know, for those of us that strive in deen, we make an effort. We try to be consistent in our salah. We try to be consistent in going to the masjid. We try to be consistent in reading Qur'an every day. We try to be consistent in giving sadaqah. We try to be consistent in staying away from sin, controlling all of the various ways by which we can commit sins. And we do whatever we can and we strive. And at times, it's, it's difficult, right? You know, you, admit you, uh, you engage yourself in some sin and you perpetuate that sin, you do it over and over and over again, and you know it's not what you, you know it's not what you should be doing, you know, it's not your, your passion, it's just, it's stuck, you're stuck with it. So then you become, sometimes you begin to blame yourself, and you become very upset over things, and you become very depressed about it. Or for some people that are trying to become consistent in the Qur'an, you try, you try, you try, and you keep finding that you're failing, and you're failing, and you're failing. Eventually a person says, man, this is too much. This is too much pressure. Some people call people to redeem, right? You put all this effort in and you're trying to invite people to the masjid and they're just not listening. You know, you're trying to call your family to redeem and they're just not listening. You're trying to, you know, encourage people to redeem and they're just not working. And you begin to lose hope and you begin to think like, why am I putting in all this effort? This is just, this is too much. So even for that person, you wake up in the morning, you pray your two rakah, and you recognize that I have what whatever greatness I could accomplish today in my deen, I've already accomplished it, alhamdulillah. Anything I do moving forward, it's optional. Optional in the sense of, it'll be a bonus. Inshallah, I'll still be able to do it, but if I don't do it, alhamdulillah, I've prayed my two rakah, I've already gotten better than whatever is contained in this world. Not what's contained in this world, better than whatever is contained in this world. So I can be, I can be satisfied. I don't have to give up hope. I'm good, alhamdulillah. I can, I can still do what I need to do. Now, if you think about it, it's basically, the, the struggle for this group of people is that they're always try, the goal of every believer is to impress Allah for a moment. Right? If we could spend 
Every single day we wake up and we think, if I could just, if my Allah could be impressed with me for just a moment, that would make my day. People, people that are striving in deen or working toward deen or calling people toward deen, or you know, all of us that are coming to these gatherings, we think, if I could just, if my Allah could be happy with me for just a moment every day, that would be sufficient for me. That would make my day, right? And yet, we're doing it every morning. If we're praying our two rak'ah, we are attracting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala such to degree, attention to such a degree that he's, he says that you've already, you, you've already taken over. Everything you could possibly get, you've already gotten it. Everything you could possibly achieve today, you've already earned it. This is the mercy of Allah, that he's created such power in even such small deeds. So about this hadith, Shah Waliullah, one of the greatest scholars of the subcontinent, he says, this hadith is narrated in Sahih Muslim, by the way. So he says that the reason that this deed, this action, is given such value is because it will perpetuate in the hereafter. It's something that you can take with you. Whereas anything else that you try to achieve the rest of the day, right, in, in the dunya, work, job, etc., it, it ends, it fatigues, it perishes. Meaning on the day of judgment, it doesn't matter what diploma you, know, you have posted up on your wall today. On the day of judgment, it'll, you won't even have a degree. You know, it doesn't matter right now. It doesn't matter if you have three cars and each one is you know, valued at $50,000. On the day of judgment, it doesn't matter if you had three cars in this world or 20 cars in this world. On the day of judgment, that'll be completely, that'll, that'll, that'll disappear. It doesn't matter if you had two jobs in this world or you were the president of your institution in this world. On the day of judgment, it makes no difference. This deed, however, this turaka, will you will see it on the Day of Judgment. It will be there. And if you really want to take this to the next level, you could apply this to every deed that you perform. Every deed that we perform carries value in the akhirah. And every pursuit that we do of this dunya carries no value in the akhirah. Which means that even every small deed that we perform is if we perform any small deed during the day, it's better than anything else that we can do the rest of the day. Anything else that we can do the rest of the day. So this is what our attitude should be. That look, I'm not going to devalue even the smallest deed. Because one, it can attract Allah's attention. And number two, there's nothing greater than I can pursue than this. If two rak'ah of fajr prayer is more valuable to Allah than anything this world contains, then imagine the value of all these other deeds. What about the value of praying Jum'ah prayer in the masjid? What about the value of reciting three words of Qur'an on my own? What about the value of, of doing istighfar twice in a day? What about the value of coming to the masjid once in a month? We don't devalue any small deed because every deed is better than whatever this world has. Now specifically the Prophet ﷺ mentions it for this hadith. But the reality is that deeds are more valuable than anything that we can pursue. And it's highlighted through this hadith. And it's amazing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the Prophet ﷺ chose these two raka'at to highlight this for us. Because he wants us to know that look, you're here. You're going to wake up, you know, 40,000 times, you know, over the course of your lifetime. You're going to wake up 50,000 times over the course of your lifetime or 10,000 times over the course of your lifetime. Recognize that every single day you're going to pursue something of dunya. But if you pray those two rak'ah when you first wake up in the morning, meaning you remember me first thing in the morning, you've already conquered whatever else you could, anyone could conquer the rest of the day. 
You've already achieved everything. And there's no reason for you to be anxious or upset over anything that you don't get the rest of the day. Whether that be in dunya, whether that be in deen. You've accomplished the dunya. خَيْرٌ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا وَمَا فِيهَا So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq to be consistent in performing these two rak'ahs. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to recognize the value of this hadith and all similar hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put within our hearts a, a passion to pursue deen and remove from our hearts the passion to pursue dunya. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.